Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. All right. Very good. Uh, Thank you for joining us today. Really a pleasure to have you with us. Uh, my next guest is uh, Dominic Rinaldi from Sun Acquisitions. And uh, Dominic is from Chicago, Illinois. So we're going to talk up with him about uh, what they do at Sun Acquisitions. They're a mergers and acquisition firm that specialize in helping maximize value for business buyers and sellers. Dominic, a uh, pleasure to have you. Welcome today. Bill, thank you very much. Nice to be here. Nice to have you. Uh, uh, tell us a little bit about Sun Acquisitions, um, and I know you're a mergers and acquisition firm. Tell us about uh, you and your background and, and the types of um, companies and sizes and things like that that you deal with. Yeah, I appreciate that. So Sun Acquisitions, we've been around for 20 years. As you mentioned, uh, we're located uh, in Chicago. We have uh, 15 advisors. Uh, we're industry agnostic. Uh, we've done over the 20 years uh, deals across a broad range of industries. We focus on uh, companies that have enterprise values between two and 40 million dollars, uh, and we do both buy side and sell side work. Uh, so we'll represent buyers in the marketplace who want to go out and, and make a strategic acquisition, and then we'll also represent sellers uh, who want to take their businesses out to the market. Uh, I've personally been involved in slightly over 300 M&A transactions, and our firm is approaching uh, the 400 uh, transaction mark. Uh, We probably won't get there this year, but uh, we will for sure next year. And I'm also the host of a podcast uh, called M&A Unplugged. Terrific. Great. Glad to hear it. So uh, that's a lot of acquisitions. Uh, How would you... Um, how would you characterize the market now for big people that are interested in getting their business out there for sale? You know, Bill, it, it's the it's the uh, craziest I've seen it, uh, and crazy is really the only word that I can use because we're seeing unbelievable things uh, in the market right now. Uh, there are still way more buyers than there are sellers, and when um, you have a good deal that you can bring to the market that has good fundamentals. Uh, the buyer pool just lines up for it. We I give you an example. We have a um, an HVAC business, heating, uh, ventilation, and air conditioning business um, that we brought to the market probably about a month ago. We identified um, a little over 60 private equity groups and strategics across the country. And we have over 30 of those chasing this deal at the moment. And uh, that's any indication that the market is bubbly. Um, that's the, that's mm-hmm. the clearest yeah. one we have. 
that's that's good to hear. Uh, are there a lot of uh, are there a lot of sellers? Do you see a lot of people approaching you that that want to sell at this point? So more and more, um, it's yeah. been a slow build. Everybody's been talking about this baby boomer generation right. that owns you know so many millions of the country's uh, privately held companies, and um, we haven't seen a, a, a real. Uh, wave cresting, but we have definitely experienced a nice slow build over the last couple of years, and so we see momentum picking up more and more in that regard. Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, you're right. The the whole you know tidal wave of business owners. I think a lot of them uh, had to push the reset button back in 2008, 2009, and in the last few years, and now they're starting to feel like, wow, I'm making money again. Um, why would I want to sell now, right? <laughs> what could go wrong in the future? So um, let's talk about uh, uh, some some steps to prepare for a business for sale. You're in the business of selling businesses. Um, you probably see a lot of people come to you and you say, no, 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 you're not you're not ready for sale. Um, what are some of the key steps that someone can do to prepare their business for sale? So when they come to somebody like you. There, you know, you're going to say, "Yeah, let's go. Let's go right to market. We can sell this quickly." Yeah. So, you know, I'd say uh, keeping it at a very high level first, Bill. We we look at three things, uh, or at least we try to understand three things. The first one is um, the uh, the owner's personal financial readiness. So, are they are they personally ready from a financial perspective? to go do the next thing, whatever the next thing is, whether that be retirement, uh, buy another business, uh, go pursue hobbies, uh, philanthropy. So do they have a really good level set on whether or not they have the resources to go do that? Um, The second piece that we're wanting to understand is, are they emotionally ready? Um, and emotionally meaning, you know, can, are they really ready to step away from the business? Uh, it, it, can they turn over the reins to somebody else? Uh, or if they don't want to turn over the reins to somebody else completely, uh, do they want to retain a position in the company on a go-forward basis? And if so, what does that look like? Then do they want to sell a portion of the company? Do they want to sell the whole company? Do they want to phase out over time? So really trying to understand, you know, personally what they're trying to achieve and where they are on that emotional spectrum as far as, you know, really being able to step away. And then the third piece is, is the business ready to be sold? You know, so do they have a handle on the business? Have they maximized uh, all of the key value drivers of the business so that they can, they can step away and get the amount of money uh, that they'd like to get? Mm-hmm. What would some of those key value drivers be without without giving away the, all of the you know all of the secrets uh, of your trade? What would some of those key value drivers that you'd look for that you would know right away whether a business is saleable or not? Yeah, you know, so uh, some of the things that we're looking for are um, is the owner of the business. Meaning, you know, do all roads for decisions and strategy lead through the owner, or have they really turned over the reins of the business to key employees, and are they more directing uh, the ship? 
Um, and as you can imagine, the less the owner is involved in the business on a day-to-day basis, uh, the more valuable it is and the easier it is to tra- transition over to a new buyer. Um, we're looking at things like uh, client concentrations, employee concentrations, and vendor concentrations. So uh, clients, you know, does any one client represent more than 10 or 15% of the annual revenues or, you know, the top three clients, more than 30, 35% of the overall revenues? Um, Key employees, Uh, are there a couple of really critical key employees and has the owner done everything they need to do to secure uh, the employment of those employees going forward after a transition? So uh, what I mean by that is, are there stay bonuses? Uh, Are there non-competes and uh, non-solicits in place? Things like that to make, that make sure that when a new owner comes in, that the, the key employees, the management team, you know, is solidified. And then vendor relationships, you know, does, is any one vendor uh, representing more than 30 or 40% of your supply? And what have you done to diversify there? And, you know, the list goes on and on. You know, are you, have you prepared the financials? Are you, are you, are you gap compliant? If you're not gap compliant, is it easy enough to understand what you've done with your financials? Or does the, you know, balance sheet need to be rebuilt? Um, and the P&Ls need to be uh, normalized uh, in a more meaningful way. And there's probably 12 things that we look at uh, that are along the lines of what I've just mentioned uh, so we can really understand whether or not, you know, a business is is saleable. And, you know, oftentimes you're never going to find the perfect business. So they may not be ready in all of those aspects, but are most of them there? And it'll be clear to us whether or not the the owner has run the business and, and optimized it. Right, right. Yeah, those all those are things I hear over and over and over again. It's just good for our listeners to hear them once again from from someone like you, Dominic, who takes who does this, you know, with with uh, business owners on a day to day basis. How about when when somebody's um, preparing for an acquisition? Now you've mentioned some of the things that they need to do personnel wise. Um, you know, I run into businesses all the time that where the the key employee is is well in place, but close to retirement, as is the owner. You know, so they they came mm-hmm. in at the same time, and they they plan on they've always planned on going out about the same time. Uh, how, that's pretty problematic, isn't it? Can be, yeah, it can be, unless there's you know there's been some grooming along the way. Uh, you certainly can wind up with an issue here um, because, you know, for obvious reasons, right? The buyer is going to be concerned what happens after the sale and does all that knowledge walk walk out the door, right? Right, right. Yeah, so maybe if there's a, if a built-in transition period or, like you said, there's some grooming going on to transfer that, that, um, that working knowledge. Uh, so, so what are some of the other steps that – owners should know about to prepare for an acquisition if they're they're saying yeah i think i want to put this up for sale because i think there's a uh, first of all i think there's a lot of myths out there among business owners um that and you can tell us but how many owners come in to see you and say i'm ready for sale and you say no you aren't you you haven't you haven't done a lot of things that you need to do to get ready and what are those things 
Yeah, the vast majority. I mean, to be quite frank. Yeah. Um, and and I'm sure you know, knowing what you do, Bill, uh, and how you help owners uh, get ready for an exit and transition. Um, too few come to folks like you and us to really get prepared well in advance because it takes time. You don't you don't move you know a significant size ship of, of a business overnight. Uh, it could take several years, and so the reality is that very few are really ready at the moment they come in. But uh, life dictates oftentimes uh, that people might have to get out. And it's not a date of their choosing. Right. Uh, you know, so what I mean by that is there might be a partnership breakup. The order might be just absolutely burnt out. And if they don't leave the business, um, even though it's not at maximum value, they could see where it will decline in value substantially. And so they're smart enough to know they should get out while they have at least the current value on the table. And then there's always the unfortunate situations where people come in and, and, and they've been diagnosed with a, you know, an illness that will prevent mm-hmm. them from really uh, paying attention to the business and time is there. So, but to answer your question, um, in a nutshell, very few are really ready the day they come in. And, yeah. uh, and they should start preparing years and years ahead of time. And with the simplest of things, Go to a reputable firm and have a snapshot valuation and a value driver analysis done of your business. And then refresh that um, every couple of years so you know whether or not you're moving in the right direction and, and the needle is moving in a, in a positive way. Um, I'm, I'm so surprised, and I'm sure you are, knowing that you're in this business for a long time, how few owners really do that along the way. Yeah, I'm, I'm shocked at how. Well, let's talk about that for a second. How many businesses uh, that you look at, um, in how many situations do owners have a realistic idea of their value, um, and um, and what's the, you know, what what's the normal uh, overshot <laughs> that they think their business is worth? Uh, is it double? Is it triple? What, what's your experience? You know, I'd say that maybe, um, and I have no um, uh, exact numbers to this because we do so many transactions um, and we analyze so many businesses every year, but my guess is of all the owners that come in, um, maybe 30% have a realistic expectation uh, Mm -hmm. and understand um, the value range. Um, the, The real challenge is a lot of owners don't know how businesses are really valued and they rely on friends or family or neighbors or or whoever it is and they hear stories about so-and-so got paid a multiple of revenue and it was 20 times revenue or whatever it is right and and it's usually not rooted uh in in uh any anything that you could draw a corollary to, to their business. Uh, so software businesses uh, might get uh, multiples of revenue, um, whereas if you run a manufacturing business, it's highly unlikely, and I've never seen it, where someone's going to get a multiple of revenue. 
unless maybe you're in a you know very niche manufacturing business and you just invented a new technique to do something right i, I mean it's pretty rare that you're going to see that happen and so uh, there's a lot of hearsay about how businesses are valued. I think owners need an education on how businesses are valued. Even something as simple as that, at least then they could take that education and, and apply it to their businesses and probably be at least in the zip code of value. So so that's great, great information um, and something I think our listeners really need to hear. So uh, in the five key steps to prepare for an acquisition, getting real about value, would, would that be number one? Yeah, I mean, I'd say it's I'd say it's close. It's a if it's not one, it's neck and neck with emotional readiness, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, are you really emotionally ready to take this step? Mm Hmm. Okay. All right. What are some of the some of the other steps? Well, so you know, um, it's your emotional readiness it's it's understanding the value of your business um which includes the value drivers um it's understanding the buyer pool so who are the prospective buyers for your type of business and is there going to be a strong market out there so can you given what you do can you reasonably expect to get you know a, a multiple buyers in and maybe in on a on a bidding situation or is your business the type of business where you know it's going to take a while there may not be you know a plethora of buyers for it but you know with patience and time you can get a reasonable transaction done so so understanding the buyer pool i think is is very important uh assembling your advisory team and not just i'm not just talking about a group like ours who would take your business out to the market. I'm talking about your M&A accountant, your M&A attorney, um, an insurance person, a wealth manager, you know, have the people around you who can guide you along the way and people who do lots of M&A transactions, not folks who dabble, because if, if this is uh, your largest asset, or yeah, I think the, the statistic is that a business is, if not someone's largest asset, it's in the top three assets, you want to make sure you've got experts protecting your asset. Um, so you want people who do this for a living. So I'd say you want to make Absolutely. sure you've got the right, the right people uh, around you. And then um, the last thing I, I uh, tell people is, you have to be prepared for a long process. Um, you have to be prepared to run your business better than you ever have. Don't check out. Um, be in the game. Be active. Um, and, and line up the right resources that can help you every step of the way. Because while investment bankers like us can shoulder a lot of the burden, there is going to be a point in time in the transaction where you're going to have to get a, dedicate time and effort to getting the deal done, uh, whether that's being available for management meetings uh, or uh, discovery, diligence, answering questions. You're, you're going to have to be there, and your business is going to have to be doing better than ever while you're in the middle of this because the last thing you want to have happen is your business to experience a dip while you're out marketing. Right, right. And what's the what would you say uh, owners should prepare for from the date they get maybe a um, a memo of understanding or a letter of intent from a from a buyer 
to to the time that they actually um, close a, close a sale if it closes. Yeah, so it depends a lot on who the buyer is, right? So if it's a private equity group um, with a fund and they've got significant banking relationships, um, these are groups that can move through the process pretty quickly. Uh, mm-hmm. Whereas if it, it's a strategic buyer who doesn't do a lot of acquisitions, um, they, it may take longer. So I'd say on the shortest end, you're probably looking at 60 days and probably mm-hmm. on the high end, 120 days, again, depending on the buyer and, and how experienced they are in getting transactions done. And then, quite frankly, also your advisors. Uh, if your advisors are professionals, M&A accountants and M&A attorneys, they'll know very well how to move the deal along at a pretty good clip versus folks who are not you know, in M&A deals all the time. It's going to take them longer to get through you know, all, the, all the steps and all the paperwork. And you're going to have one tired business owner at the end of all of this, right? Especially, you know, they're, they're, not every deal goes through, right? So that they, uh, a lot of people learn through this process that, um, uh, you, you, like you said, if you're not keeping your business in tip-top shape all throughout, you're going to have a final negotiation that may, that may turn you off from that sale uh, right when you're exhausted. Uh, I, I always, you know, tell people that the ro- it's like a roller coaster. It's that last, you know, they save the last dip for uh, – the very end. <laughs> That's right. Uh, That's right. Right. Very true. It, it's it's not an easy business um, uh, selling businesses. Uh, although it's uh, it's a very rewarding business. I would imagine when you when you have um, at the end of a deal, you've helped people achieve their dreams. Um, you've given us a lot of tips, a lot of things to think about, and I don't think we're going to be able to get to the seven things most people don't know about selling or buying their business today, unfortunately. But why don't you tell us a, a couple, what are your top three things that people, most people don't know about buying or selling a business, Dominic? Um, well, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn it to today's environment because I think it, it's most relevant. Um, what m- most people, um, uh, first off, underestimate is the amount of time and effort that it takes and the amount of preparation. I'm always surprised when we get to the closing table and, um, and people say to us, I had no idea what was going to be involved here and how long this was going to take. Now, the, if you've got sophisticated buyers um, or sellers, that, that's not the case. But many people, this is the first and only time they're selling a business, and they're always shocked at how much time and effort went into selling it, even when they had you know, tons of support and the right advisors around them. So I'd say, one, you, you, have, to be, you have to be prepared for, for the time and effort that goes into it. Don't underestimate starting early in the process and working with professionals who are experts at helping you prepare. Um, even if you're not looking to sell your business, you should always have it prepared or in a, in a state where if somebody comes along and offers you an incredible price, you can, you can move because you've put um, everything, your, your house in order. And then <clears throat> the last thing, I would mention is we didn't talk much about this, but it's critically important is having your estate and your tax um, situation in order. So uh, it's not so much how you get 
how much you get paid for the business, although that's important, right? It's how much of it are you keeping and did you protect it and are your uh, successors and heirs protected as well? And so working with a um, good estate attorney to have all of that done up front and whether you have to set up trusts, whatever you need to do, you've got all of those mechanisms in place and it's all been thought out well in advance of the actual day so that when you do sell the business, everything's there. The structure is there. It's seamless for you. You know where the money's going and how it's protected, and you know that you maximized your uh, your net proceeds. Great, great, solid information. I, I really appreciate it. I hope everybody that's listening has taken a lot of notes. If not, you can listen to this uh, listen to this interview again with a, a good strong notepad. Tell others about this interview because Dominic, you really hit the nail on the head with this one. What's the best way for our listeners to to get in touch with you and talk about their situation? Yeah. So, Bill, the easiest way to reach me is uh, through my email, which is d rinaldi at sunacquisitions dot com. It's d r i n a l d i at sun, that's S-U-N, acquisitions.com. Terrific. And the name of the company is Sun Acquisitions, and it's, uh, they, again, sunacquisitions.com. Uh, and uh, please uh, please do get in touch. Look at their website. You'll get a lot of great information there as well. Uh, terrific, terrific information and uh, really valuable for our listeners today, Dominic. Thank you so much for joining me. I look forward to the next time. Uh, hopefully you'll come back and we can... Uh, we can delve deeper into this because there's a lot to talk about. I love to, Bill. Really appreciate you having us. Uh, thank you very much, and, and great job on your show. I love listening to it. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 